This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends. I just want to welcome you today. Thank you for joining me, Renette Marburg on Cape Pulpit. And as you know, this is the program where we speak about real life and when things don't always work out for us. And we have an exceptionally unique, beautiful lady with us today. And her name is Anik Burtis. And she has she is a tongue cancer survivor. When you hear her speak, you are going to be amazed how she is using this journey of hers to glorify the Lord. So we're going to chat with her after this and I'll welcome her and she has got so much, such an amazing testimony to share with us. Hi there, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon and we have Anik Boertis in the studio with me today. And Anik, thank you so much. It's such a privilege to have you here and it's such an honor because I have just recently met you, known about you, but recently met you and I'm absolutely in awe what the Lord has done for you in your life. So Anik, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Renek, for the opportunity, and it's really an honor um, to be on, on this program, and I believe it's a time that God um, was, uh, you know, organizing this whole um, session, and it's all for the glory of Him. Amen. Um, as you can hear, um, Anik is a tongue cancer survivor and um, she had her tongue actually removed so uh, Anik just tell us your journey it's happened it started out 20 years ago hey so just give us a little bit of background you know I know you married and you've got two beautiful daughters but just give us the challenges that you've experienced in uh, these last 20 years it's 20 years is a very long time to uh, be battling cancer well uh this road, uh, I never wanted to walk, but uh, I think deep down I knew, and maybe God had prepared me for this. Uh, he knows what he's doing in my life, and I'm not in control anymore. So I'm just going to, to share with you the journey that I uh, was, uh, was on, and how it all started in 2001. Um, I was a, a teaching at a private school, and I noticed a white patch on my tongue and on the wrong side. And a year later, the white patch grew larger, and it would not go away, and I was treated with antibiotics. And uh, they did a, a biopsy in Pretoria at the Stroke Academy, and it was non-cancerous. So I left it at that, wasn't worried, and we moved to Cape Town in 2004, after we had confirmation from uh, God and from his work that we have to move. And my first diagnosis was here in Cape Town, and I believe there was also a reason for, for that. Um, I had a wonderful team of specialists and doctors that was over me. God is really a God of Keaton, you know. Um, mm-hmm. He is looking at, at finer detox things in your life and I can see his hand in there. 
And uh, the results came back, and unfortunately, um, he said to me, I'm sorry, but you have infiltrating cancer on all four of the cancer parts on your tongue. And um, I was in so much shock, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Um, you know, the word cancer is, it is just such a devastating word. Mm. Um, but I remember asking my daughter to walk with me around the block. I remember my husband was doing um, renovations at home. I told him, but there was no reaction. I think the shock was just too overwhelming. And I had to just get out of the house and walk around the block. And when I'm, I was back, I went into my room. And I fell on the floor and I cried out to God. I took my Bible and I opened my Bible. And I looked up and I said, Father, speak to me. And I opened up at Jeremiah 30 verse 17. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. Then I knew that whatever this journey Hold for me. God is in control of my life and I can trust him because he gave me a promise and yes. I stood on that promise till today, every day of my life. So there was a hospital admission and um, they had to raise the top guy of my tongue to see how deep the cancer infiltrated in my tongue. And two weeks after that, I get a a geyser, again, the deep geyser, which was a very long procedure, and I was two guys in intensive care. And I was moved into a private room. Now, God, you know, gives you favor. Um, there was not a private room available, but in the heart unit there were, were a room available. I, I could have my privacy. My children was in grade three and grade seven. And they could visit me any time, doing their homework, be with mummy, and the trauma with them was not that, um, you know, overwhelming. Yes. So they could visit me any time. At, at that stage, um, Isaiah 41 verse 10 um, was very uh, special to me. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So the word of God plays a huge role, um, you know, in this journey and, and, and to trust God fully, you know. Um, two weeks after that, I had to do the neck dissection. Um, the aim of this procedure is to remove lymph nodes from the one side into which cancer cell may have migrated. It was a five-hour procedure in theatre, so it was like a hectic. I mean, it was two weeks, two weeks after the first day, into the next day, a, a geyser, 
in doing that dissection, so my body was so weak. Um, but you know what? I uh, was dis- um, I was um, dismissed, and um, I could go home. But that evening, I was over- overwhelmed with anxiety, and I was back of in course. E- ER. Um, but yeah, that, um, in, in that first operation, um, it was very traumatic, um, but that was the first part of my journey, and I've healed very well. I had a journey every year where I had to go for geyser, and um, my specialist was see something on my tongue, a white patch or uh, information. And we didn't know what was causing this inflammation. I, so I had to endure geysers yearly, sometimes twice a year. Mm. But um, nine years later, um, just before my 47th birthday, in March 27, 17, um, I never thought that I would sit in front of that panel of specialists again and I could go mm. through this whole thing over again, but worse. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Yeah, um, so again, um, I went to my GP, and um, it was putting me on antibiotics, and the pain got so tremendous, um, I couldn't eat. It was impossible to eat. My ear was hurting, my neck and jaw was in constant pain. At that time, I was working... Like a family business because I um I uh, went out of teaching children because of my tongue. Yes. And um teaching was my passion. So it mm, was difficult for very me. Difficult to leave, I'm sure. Um but the growth was this time in the middle of my tongue and was very inflammatory and um I just just grew larger very quickly. It was like a size of a grape. And, um, you know, I was really, um, I just want, want, I was just wondering, God, is this my life now? Is cancer my life now? And I, I felt as if there were no purpose anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was admitted into hospital and the biopsy was going on seven places on my tongue. And um, the middle part was cancer. And at first I cancelled the, the operation because I really uh, believed God to heal me. And that, it, it looked like as if that um, part was lifting. And I trusted God. I was seeking God intensively in my, in my room. Um, and then... Uh, a bacteria came in and my daughter said to me, Mommy, please go for that operation. So, and that is when the fear came in. Yes. And, um, Understandably, huh? You know, it's my life, you know. So, mm. and, and God uses the medical field, field absolutely. and specialists and doctors to help you. And yes, I do believe in miracles, but you know, Sometimes God chooses to walk a journey, a healing journey with you. So um, I was put on um, a medication, uh, chemotherapy, 
therapy um, for two weeks because my surgeon was going on leave and uh, patches for the pain which I was allergic to so I was so sick and nausea and uh, had fever and cold sweat and extreme tiredness. Now, I was walking this road now for nine years, removal of, of cancer for, on four places on my tongue, back then, and basically yearly cases, and um, pre-cancer cells were removed, and chronic inflammation and pain, and I was then scheduled for this huge surgery on the 13th of June, which was a, a eight-hour surgery where they removed um, now I, I'm going to explain it to you in yes, the medical terms because it was a very uh, a difficult uh, procedure it's a removal of the cancer through reconstruction surgery and skin craft free flap surgery that involves a cutting a very thin pliable skin and artery in and vein from my radial forearm and then shown to the artery and vein near the wound to give the flap a new blood supply. And this would be done through a neck dissection, this time on the other side, the right side. Yes, Anik. Um, I actually would like to speak to you about speak to you and hear what the actual procedure was. So we're going to listen to a, a track quickly, and then we can get back to that because I know I, I know it was very traumatic, and um, I think we need to understand sometimes the the process of um, how these surgeries work because there's a lot of preparation. And a lot of emotional preparation as well. Hey? So we're going to quickly uh, just listen to the next track and then we can come back to um, you just explaining that to us. Wow. Um, thank you for joining me this afternoon, uh, Renette, uh, on my program called Rise. And today we've got Anique Burtis in the studio with me. And wow, what a journey, Anique. Um, you have really had a lot that you've had to deal with. And we were just sharing before um, we ended uh, on our break, uh, the fact that you, you know, had to now make a decision on losing your tongue. And, I mean, the preparation for that must have been emotionally um, so taxing for you and your family. I mean, just give us a, a, a short, a brief scenario of what it looked like. I mean, obviously with a skin graft, I mean, that was incredible that they actually could do that. So just explain to us the whole procedure, please. Okay, so this, this procedure for the removal of the cancer through reconstruction surgery and skin craft free flap surgery that involves cutting a very thin pliable skin and artery and vein from my forearm and then shown to an artery and vein near the wound to give the flap a new blood supply. This would be done through a neck dissection and um, with this whole procedure explained to me uh, Huge fear came over me because that was like very, um, I, I mean, it's not only 
in der Tang ist an der Vorarm und gewohnt, angenehm mal stammig, da hat er also gleich ein bisschen Skin gehen und sagen, ich ankomme mein Arm, so gebe ganz auf Wunsch, you know, also in der Nacht, und der Nacht ist jetzt schon itself. Uh, was the first time very traumatic for me, worse than the geyser on the tongue. So, um, I was there in the ICU for four days. Um, I barely moved. I couldn't remember anything. It was just too traumatic with all the pipes and, um, grain, uh, pipes and feeding tubes and, um, yeah, it was hectic. Um, I remember I was allergic to the patches and I was just getting hot and warm and irritated. Now I can't speak and there was a sickness on my tongue. It was very swollen. And the um, nurse would come in and prick my tongue and just to make sure mm. that the blood flow is, um, is there, you know, that my body's not rejecting that tongue. So I was like a relief every time she did that. So um, that was quite a, a, a hectic time, you know. Um, but I was uh, in one week's time uh, in a private room again. And um, I was uh, there for about a week and then I was discharged. And at home I was so weak and the anxiety was overwhelming me again of how am I going to cope with this new tongue flap um, and how will I survive? So I was back in ER for a day um, where I had an anxiety attack. Sure. Um, but yes, uh, the journey uh, went on. And uh, in October that same year, um, the growth on my tongue was like it was overgapping my teeth. So I was biking on my teeth uh, when I started to eat uh, certain foods. And um, yeah, I could do a geyser on the tongue and clinic and um, my specialist sent it away again. And it came back and he was dancing for the third time. That must have been oh. very, very That was devastating. That was devastating. I was shocked. I couldn't understand why. I, uh, my doctor, my specialist is a, a child of God. Where on earth do you get a specialist praying for you before you go into that room, that surgery? Theater. Mm. He was praying for me and um, he, he encouraged me. But he was also very shocked. We didn't expect that. Mm. But that didn't um, discourage me. I trusted God with his journey, doesn't matter what. Um, so I've decided that I had to start with chemo and radiation for six weeks. And after the third week of graduation, I got um, so I got so much awake. Um, my oncologist said, "I need we're busy losing you. We have to make you to hospital and putting in a feeding tube, which was also very traumatic and painful, and I was very uh, scared." Um, after two days, I was in excruciating pain, and it um, 
time that, that I was having fiction in the film club where I was putting that in, kreeg ik me with antibiotics as soon as possible and within a week I was out of hospital. I could go for that feeding tube for almost three months, um, only on insured. So that, that is a traumatic experience on its own. Um, so yeah, uh, up to now, um, it's, it's five years later and I'm still cancer free. Uh, I was for a check up um, now in February um, and all my specialists and doctors were happy and there were actually a, a, a doctor who said, is that your tongue? Um, it looks like your tongue. Is that a flap? Actually, is that a flap? I said, yes, this is a flap. And uh, they were very happy with with my tongue, and um, so it had to grow almost onto the back of your tongue, yes. if I understand clearly. Yeah, the back of your tongue, and then it took its own shape, or you know, how it does was, that work? It was like um, very swollen and and it's brown. It looks like uh, uh, it's not half of my tongue; it's my whole tongue. It's, just a little bit at the back that was left over for me to be able to swallow. Otherwise, I had to be on a feeding tube for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So, I um, mean, this is not a common. This is not a common cancer. It's no. not something that happens regularly. So, you must have been a very unique case to uh, actually have this procedure done. Yes, there are not a lot of people that. Time that um, had tongue cancer, but that is a cancer that is getting um, more, more regular. regular. Yes, now and um, um, yes, the the cancer is is challenging um, because you know it involves your eating, and if you can't eat, how will you survive? Exactly. So that was a mental M- uh, mental. Challenge, because mm. I want you just to explain to us. You know, obviously, lots of demographics change. You know, mm-hmm. relationally, um, you know, spending time. You were just sharing something before we came on the air um, on, uh, you know, sometimes when people sort of take you on and not sort of give you that space mm. when you've actually. It's so important, I mean, to, mm. to keep you included. Yeah. So just give us a little bit of your personal challenges that you had on, you know, just with your relationships and that on the, on the journey. That can also be, um, I can also share with you the, the mental health and, yes. uh, and how that uh, affected me, you know. Because um, it's a, a fight. Uh, like you have to fight with your mind and in the spirit and the flesh. Mm. Now, but the changes in the flesh was I could not eat, so I had to go on insure through the feeding tube. Um, the feeding tube is a lot of maintenance that needs to be done. King every now and every time you use it, you have to flush it out and clean it out so that no bacteria came in. Um, and uh, that is was very difficult for my husband to do that, you know. Um, I used to call it my baby, I'm going to feed my baby. So I had to do a bit of humor in there, yes. you know, as well. <laughs> and, and I have called it my baby. Um, 
make your hair go big plaster on it um, because it gains you uh, stretch, you know, out of that wound and sometimes it was painful. Um, but I had to keep my mind very strong um, and um, uh, with social gatherings, um, with food, God was merciful towards me. I never had a urge or a hunger for food. I could be in social um, setups with pride, with family, eating out. I never had a desire, took the desire for food away. It's only him that could have done that and yes. helped me again. But I prepared. I will um, feed myself with insure beforehand and also... Um, Later on, when I was on um, smoothies, I would take my smoothie with me or uh, my soup. So, you know, I prepared and yes. um, that is very important, you know, so that you don't feel like... Um, left out. Left out. Mm. And that, or hungry. Uh, yes, yes. So that was very important. Um, the tongue was very swollen and stiff and um, one morning I cried out to God, to um, help me and there was a shift in my mouth and I could literally feel how something changed in my mouth and then the next morning I could swallow for the first time I could swallow food soft food, I'm sure on soft food um, and I can eat certain sugared vegetables but with lots of sauces so, uh, but uh, certain meats I, ca- uh, I can't eat. So, uh, eating is a challenge for me. You mm. know? So you had to adjust your diet yeah. and and your taste, yeah, as yeah. well. I mean, with right. what you would prefer. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I I I still um, took that word every day. I take communion every day, and I stood on this word. Like, I will restore health to you. You know, uh, the communion was very important to me because, um, you know, it reminded me of that 39 scribes that he took for our sicknesses and cancer was one of the main 39 sicknesses that he took that beating. And um, that's why communion was very, is, is still very important. Uh, to do. It's not easy in the community itself. It's just to remind us that through his scribes we are healed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to see a speech therapist as well. I had to um, learn from scratch. First, gekkers, then two gekkers, three gekkers, like on sentences. Because I, 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 I was a teacher, I got really frustrated with his exercises <laughs> and I just decided you know what I'm going to sing I'm going to um, speak the word of God I was picking up healing scriptures all over my house all over my every room against my walls and I was speaking those healing scriptures every day over my life out loud and this is how my tongue got the exercises and it improved a lot and that is so encouraging <laughs> that is beautiful that is wonderful because that is exactly yeah. where you 
his healing manifests. Yeah. And uh, I had to go to a physio also for a few weeks for the stiffness in my neck. Um, and that improved again. The challenge is to get my voice be heard, especially in, um, in a gathering. Um, you know, people can't hear me clearly. So I felt sometimes that I was using my voice and, um, it was not significant enough. Um, what I'm saying. So, uh, that, that, that was a thing that I had to deal with emotionally as well and, um, tell myself, but you are worthy. Um, mm. the enemy tried to take, to take my tongue. He did actually take my tongue, but he can't take my voice. He can't take my soul. I belong to Father. I belong to Jesus and he can't take that away. Um, so I think, uh, yes, Father, a Calcus, um, on my journey, um, but there was a reason for that. Um, but before I will share that, uh, vision, um, I would, I would like to talk about the mental health. Yes, please do. You know, I was going to ask you now with your, you know, with the family also on their side as well. I mean, yeah. there's anguish and there's mm. like watching you all the time. You know, is it coming back? You know, yes. all that is like it must have been like almost this um, death spirit hanging around the house all the time. Oh, I can imagine me. because you never know. Is it going to pop up yeah. now? So these had con- constant emotional. Yeah, um, yeah it was uh, trauma. A vi- yeah, trauma. And um, I was getting depressed and the anxiety was so, so severe. I would wake up four o'clock in the morning and my tummy would run and I would feel this flap in my tongue, in my mouth and think, how am I going to survive? My husband sometimes just hold me and was praying for me and was just crying and it was just devastating, you know. and uh, I was put on medication immediately um, because I couldn't cope with it. Um, it was so traumatic. Um, and, and and the fear of dying and um, and with my children as well, you know, at that stage they were older now, but um, they were with me with this whole nine-year journey, and they had to go for counselling as well. And we had a wonderful support system that um, um to help them to to work through the their fears. But that constant fear, my husband told me. He had nightmares. He thought he's going, I'm going to die. Yes. And he had to get a new wife. Um, and, and that was his fears. And he didn't talk much about it, but I could see it in his eyes. And, um, uh, just to touch on this medication, um, I got addicted to that medication. So at the end of the two years, uh, my psychiatrist had to wean me off the medication. And um, spiritually, um, there was a very deeper level of healing that had to take place in my life. Mm. Um, in my life, in my journey, I had a lot of um, trauma since birth. And I don't want to talk about that now because yes, it's about the cancer journey. It's another chapter of your life but, that is interesting. But it played a huge role because I had to get, deal with 
um, intensive bekingers, angstvergiefnis, saafheid. Alles had on a spiritual suicide. En de depression en anxiety was part of my life, most of my life. And um, I had to work, then I've realized I had to work through a lot of issues inside. I had to spend time with before And I get that. And he healed in a very deep level in my life. You know, he could have done a miracle. I believe in God is a miracle maker. He could, he could have done that miracle overnight. But with uh, my journey, it is a healing journey and I'm I'm thankful today that I had to go through that healing journey because he could heal me from deep inner wounds and I had to go through the deliverances and I'm free from all medication. Mm. I have overdosed a few times where the enemy wanted to take me out when I was on medication, but I'm telling you this hope because you can get free from all medication, all that anti-depression uh, anti and anxiety and sleeping medication. It's actually not good for your body, but um, uh, it takes its toll, but you can get recovered from that and God helped me through that journey, and um, today I'm free of all that medication. What an encouragement, because I just, when I look at you, you're so beautiful. You cannot believe that you've been through what you've been through. So, you know, Anik, uh, I really believe that you've encouraged people today, and that, you know, even though you you've, you never lost your faith in, in the Lord, but the fact that you held on to he onto him throughout this journey, but at the same time, you got so much healing of other issues in your life. Mm. So, you know, what would you, what would your point of encouragement be with this whole um, journey that we're on? Um. Well, um, first of all, my relationship with God is very important. Um. I begin with the word of God, first of all. He gave me scripture on scripture on healing, and I took those scripture and that book, my faith, in him and my trust in him. That is going to sustain me. And even in my weakest point, one night I was lying on the floor, I was so, I've lost 30 kilograms in a very short amount of time. And I was crying out to God, and he showed me the valley of the shadow of death, and I saw the death bones around me. I was so scared, and in front of me, I can't see Jesus, but I've seen stick in my spirit, and he said to me, Gorka, look at me. Gorka, look at me. And I looked up and a peace came over me and I knew his language sustained me through all of that. So that is very important that um uh that my faith in God and um if you're going through a sim you know, through a cancer journey or a sickness, you have to trust in God and the war to fight, you have to fight it. Um with your flesh with your mind 
and with your faith. You can't, you can't just do it with your, your, um, uh, your body or in your flesh. in flesh. No, no. I had, I couldn't do it without God. Without yes. God, I, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So, um, in Matthew 9, verse 22, he says, Take courage, daughter. Your faith has made you well. So believe the word of God and take the bulk of faith. Um, only my faith and crushing in him and holding on to him irrespective if I'm going to death or he decides to come and take me home. But I felt in my spirit that he has a purpose with his cause and that he still wants to use his voice and come to declare his faithfulness, his goodness, his provision, his healing, his encouragement, his glory, his goodness and his mercies. He granted me nine years from the first diagnosis in 2008 to the second diagnosis, 2017, up to now, I'm cancer-free for almost five years now. He granted me to give my life, to the foolish. I can speak, I can eat. I have so much to be thankful today. And I believe that God wants to use his voice, not only for as a cancer survivor, but many areas of my life that, that, that I need to speak out. Um, but, uh, yeah, today is about the cancer journey. And I just want to say, cancer is not a death sentence. You know, that work. It's like a curse work, you know. Yes. It's not a death sentence. Mm. But you have to decide to fight, not only mentally, physically, but also spiritually. Your walk to death is so important. Amen. Thank you so much, Anique. I, we've got so much to share, but it was such a it was such a phenomenal testimony. I had to share it today, and we just want to thank you. May the Lord continuously use your, like you say it all so beautifully. You want your this experience in your mouth to glorify Amen. the Lord, yes. and we just want to bless you. And may the Lord just continuously use you um, mightily for the for His kingdom, and that you'll be an encouragement to so many more people that are suffering from cancer. Yes. And those that are listening now, I hope you're encouraged that you know that God is the center of every journey that we take. Mm. Doesn't matter how troublesome it is. So I just. Want to say goodbye and thank you so much, Anique, for joining us. We will have you back with your other, you've got another incredible testimony that we would love to chat to you about as well. So, um, excuse me. Um, so, we just want to say goodbye and thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Be safe and stick to the rules. Yeah. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.